episode is brought to you by Tambourine Spring Wallet. Visit tambourinesprings.com.au or call 0434-952-449 to order your water today. Tambourine Spring Water is a local business situated on Mount Tambourine. Their water is bottled at the source on their 163 meter deep privately owned spring. The spring provides access to a free-flowing underground stream which is where their premium quality spring water comes from. It then goes through a very strict sediment and UV filtration process to ensure the final product remains both consistent and of brightest quality. It is then bottled and stored until it leaves for the client's home or office. Most water companies in Australia all cut their water from a contractor before being processed and then bottled, which leaves lots of room for contamination and foreign bodies entering the water. In Tambourine Springs, it's a matter of minutes from when the water is extracted from the spring into a bottle, which is then sealed and stored into a cool dark environment. The spring water is naturally bacteria-free and passes all quality tests prior to filtration. Despite that, Tambourine Springs water have one of the strictest filtration systems, so there is no room for error when it comes to your drinking water. They do not add any chemicals whatsoever to the drinking water, the only thing the filters are doing is removing sand and sediments that comes naturally with the water. The three-stage system is there to ensure no bacteria have found its way into the water. When you purchase your water from Tambourine Spring water, you know you will receive the best spring water Southeast Queensland has to offer from a local family on a mission to provide the best service and quality. Water companies are often blamed with a good reason for polluting the environment with plastic bottles. This is not the case with Tambourine Spring Water. Your water is delivered to your door in 50 or 20 liter bottles and your used bottles are collected, disinfected and refilled again. So zero plastic waste goes into the environment. Me and my family are also using Tambourine Springs water way before they, they decided to sponsor this podcast. By experience, once you drink real spring water for a while, you cannot drink from the sink anymore or any commercial waters on the supermarket because it smells bad and has a bad taste. Ridiculously enough, in Australia you can mix 50% of the water with tap water and label and sell it as spring water. This is not the case with Tambourine Springs water. I personally know the family who owns it and I have been numerous times in their small factory to see my water being bottled straight from the spring after the filtration process. Majority of my team also purchased their drinking water from Tambourine Springs water. Find out more at tambourinesprings.com.au or call 0434-952-449 to order your water today. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Pfizer Podcast. I'm Seth, and in this episode, I talk with IMFA Queensland Open champion for youngster under 57 kilograms, Seth Thompson, and his teammate, coach, and mom, Amber, from Evolve MMA Wodunga. You can find more about Evolve MMA Wodunga in Facebook, Evolve Mixed Martial Arts Put Together, or Instagram, also Evolve Mixed Martial Arts Put Together. You can also follow Amber Thompson at Facebook, amber.evolve.mma, or Instagram, Amber underscore Thompson underscore MMA. Why do we fight? To protect home and family. To preserve balance and bring harmony. For our kind, the true question is, what is worth fighting for? The Fight Is All podcast. Okay, first of all, thank you for taking the time. We, we missed the chance in Gokos, but 
uh, we find the final gate need now. So how have your day has been up to now, guys? You yeah, know, pretty good. Very laid back. Good. Nice and good Sunday, eh? Yeah. Okay, so I start uh, first with you, Amber, because yep. uh, as a coach and uh, I'm a computer as well, uh, and you, you probably have to have the biggest story. Like, can you tell me, please, the your your team history and uh, you know your own uh, involvement in in combat sports and how that uh, lead lead to uh, set uh, involvement to to in this tournament. Um, so I actually got into the sport uh, because of Seth. Um, we got him into MMA when he was younger. Um, and then I went and watched a few of his training sessions and thought I'd give it a shot. Um, so that was, what, six years ago? Yeah, about six, seven years ago. Um, we started training at our little local gym. And the more we sort of progressed on, I toyed with the idea of competing. There's not a lot of um, opportunities around here. Um, so we'd have to travel to the cities, so Melbourne or Sydney. Um, so, yeah, about two and a half years ago, I decided I finally wanted to give it a crack. And my first competition was... Uh, through the Arnold Sports Festival, where the IMAF were conducting, um, sorry, IMAFA, were starting to break out and um, become known through Australia and, yeah, entered their first tournament and won that one. And it kind of just took off from there. Sweet. Uh, where, are you, where are you guys training now? Uh, so we uh, train out of Evolve Mixed Martial Arts in Wodonga on the New South Wales-Victorian border. Uh, who, is, who is the main coach there? Yeah, uh, Paul Redcliffe is the main coach. Um, and I've now stepped into the role of secondary coach. Awesome. Uh, you're going to give me contacts after and I'll put these uh, you know, uh, contact links for, for your gym in the description. Yep. Uh, to us said now, uh, now can you tell me your, your personal sport history and uh, uh, how, how that led you into, into, into getting signed up for, for this, uh, this tournament that we just did? Well, coming into learning MMA, I don't really think I had much of a reason. I just thought it was cool and wanted to try it out. <laughs> and kind of stuck with that because it was the only thing that interested me. And um, going through and eventually watching mum compete in some tournaments kind of, I guess, gave me a sort of... Um, Who started competing first of you guys? It was you or Amber? Yes, yes, yeah. I was the first one to compete, yeah. So he was, he was the first one who started training, but he was the first one who started competing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I kind of just started to want to try it out. Almost inspired each other. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's been pretty fun the whole way through. Uh, and he just likes about it. Yeah, so how long have you been training yourself? 
Um, around six, seven years. Six, seven years. Uh, uh, did you start straight with MMA or you, you start with uh, other combo sport and then uh, mix mix it up? How how did it? Just started with MMA. Yeah. Have we been doing any any other competitions like uh, jiu-jitsu or grappling? Um, no, not really, no. What's your what's your previous competition history? Like, uh, what have been have you been competing anything before this uh, this tournament or no? No, that was that was my first competition ever. So you 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 won your first competition, right? Yeah. Oh, that's quite an achievement, I, I have to say, because normally people like uh, very frustrated on their first competition, so it's very rare to someone to win his first comp. So that that's very 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 good achievement for you. Hmm. Uh, so, how your preparation went for this complex? Uh, what, uh, what did you, how, how your training was going, going, and uh, what you was your your main strategy? If you had some, can you can you uh, tell me more about it? Well, it was mainly just to get where I felt more comfortable, because obviously everyone has one spot where they're more, more comfortable in, and I just thought if I took them where I was more comfortable, I could be a bit more calm than the opposite and not be as threatened by much. So I just mainly stuck to try to take it to the ground and work from there, see where I can get. If it wins by control or submission, then I'm happy with either. So you... Oh, sorry, Amber. Go, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, leading up to, his, um, leading up to this tournament, uh, most of his training has been uh, in a cage environment um, and he has had uh, some minor uh, head strikes allowed obviously with control and things like that so trying to train that that out of him leading up to it um, was one of our main things as well because obviously you don't want the accidental head strike in amongst the tournament and something to go wrong Um, but it was a a new concept of um, having the tournament on a mat so we worked uh, um, takedown defense and attacking through takedowns without the mat. Um, obviously, without any previous tournament experience in BJJ or wrestling or anything like that, it wasn't something he was used to. Uh, but I think he, he did it really, really well, uh, followed direction well. Yeah. Did, yeah. Well, um, I... I, I see. I see this this discussion going back and forward under the uh, the Facebook album with the with the picture of the Kung Fu about the cage and the mats and everything. I, I I can I can give you my my two cents of opinion if anyone cares. Like I'm big supporter on mats because uh, first of all that that allows like uh, for the guys to compete quite often because uh, uh, not so much for the out divisions. It's more the, that concern comes more for the out divisions on mat days. Harder, it it is harder. It's, it's the same with with us though. It is harder to finish a fight, oh, you know, which yeah. means which means it it gives you more uh, competition time. Yeah, which is uh, more valuable than actually winning a, a, a amateur tournament, which is uh, between not so experienced competitors. So yeah. like having having more competition time actually makes you a better competitor. The yeah. other thing, which is which a big support on the mat as well, is uh, 
Well, what I mean, Finch, uh, it's mainly about the 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 head strike and concussion. With, without the mat, without the confines, uh, without the cage or ring, with the, or the confined space, it's hard. It's very hard someone to get knocked out. It it happens like relatively rare if if you guys if you, the company is so trained. So it means yeah. someone just landed a clean shot, which for me is super important to make the sport popular because that allows like people who are like not uh, not trained for ten years or something just to compete on a regular basis and, and practice their skills. Because as all of us who are involved in the sport know, that's probably the worst injury you can get uh, being, being knocked out or knocked down. And that, yeah. that, that takes you six months out of the gym. You can do nothing. You cannot hit back. You cannot spar. And that straight away like, uh, takes half of your year of development, which especially for young computers, for me, it's, it's, it's the biggest danger for while you're growing up. Of course, you know, like, cage uh, competitions have their place, or international competitions in cage, but that's why we choose uh, here in Australia to, to start these mat tournaments, you know, yeah. to give chance to the people to develop their, you know, their game to a level that they, they can be safe competing in, in the confined space as, as a cage. So, yeah. just to give, give a big background from my experience back in Europe, like, uh, you guys know I'm coming from Eastern Europe, my guys, they compete almost every month, and most, if not all, like they, 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 uh, they actually won uh, competition in cage, which is the national championship. It's it's holding cage, but the regular all regular tournaments are practically holding mats, including combat sum. Combat sum is very popular. It's it's, it's very similar rules, and it's holding mats. So if you train MMA or combat sum, you you normally compete in both disciplines. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, be, fighting on mats first of all lets you to fight very often because you don't really get injured or like uh, you don't really get concussion or anything. Yeah, you can get punched here and there, but you don't really get concussed and like knocked out, even if you if you lose. And uh, it also helps you, you know to uh, to uh, to develop this uh, very important skill to impose your game. Because, uh, as, uh, as I said, it's, it's hard to finish, so you have to overplay your opponent, which means you have to win by strategy and by skill. Yeah. And uh, you, you guys can see how uh, people who are coming from our area, now be, because like, everything is open, how they, how they perform in, in, uh, in, in professional tournaments. Like, you can see like, uh, the pathway of uh, no, Federer Milenenko, who is a combat sambo guy, and uh, present day is Khabib. They, these guys was bred on mats, and the the adjustment to the cage. I don't say like there is no like uh, game that you develop on cage, but I'm, in, in in six months you can you can develop fairly good game on the cage because there are not so much things that that are different from from playing on on, on the ground stand. They they are adjustment for sure. They like uh, tricks and and, and and things you you do there. But I'm really big supporter of of, of growing up safe. And healthy, and when you get get into into professional level, then just to make this adjustment for for a couple of months, and I'm pretty sure you'll be you'll be very successful if you're healthy. The, the main thing thing for me as a development developing athlete is uh, is to provide to 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 the you know to the community here in Australia chance for for the young athletes to develop in in a in a safe manner to be healthy until the day they decide if they want to go national team or they they want to turn pro or so whatever. So that's my two cents of opinion regarding competing, competing on mats. Yeah, no, we um, 
obviously myself, I've only competed in um, in a cage setting. So it was a bit foreign to us, but we actually enjoyed it. Um, it gave Seth a chance to really um, have to hone in on and, pre and perfect his skill with his takedowns. Because during uh, at the at the start of the year, we we noticed he was relying a lot on utilizing the cage to finish that takedown. Whereas towards the end, leading up to the tournament, he was able to do it in an open. Um, open environment and secure the takedown which was obviously evident in the tournament just passed so yeah well i think the cage is, is actually like giving more chances for for the guy on the bottom to stand up then uh then change much to the takedown game because uh, uh to be honest for me it's easier to take someone with the cage than without the cage it, yeah it's it just help, helping the 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 takedown game. Yeah. Well, what is, what is actually uh, changes? It's it's easier to stand up having having the cage if your game plan is oh. standing. But uh, consider the takedowns. Uh, cage doesn't make like big difference uh, for for my for my understanding. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get back to 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 you, Amber. Like uh, back. Uh, you you also like uh, completed uh, the the MMF coaching course. Uh, can you give me a bit of uh, your insight, like how that, that works for you? Did it change your uh, your your coaching work, and uh, what was the influence on your on your regular trainings as well? Um, so the coaching course, I found it very interesting. So um, just in regards to um, listening to how others. Um, run their classes in their gyms uh, and the, the what goes behind the teaching and the language behind being a coach. Um, a lot of people think it's a, a, an easy experience, but when you strip it right back and think about um, how you're supposed to be communicating with people with different learning levels and abilities, um, not only that, but even their past experience and yeah, learning about how to uh, achieve a class that's um, beneficial for everybody uh, was a big thing for me. Um, and it's an exciting path, having competed myself, um, and I've started cornering a couple of our, our new blokes coming up with Paul. I find I'm more excited and nervous um, than I have ever been ste stepping into one of my competitions. So uh, it's a really exciting future, I think, um, being a coach and just knowing the impact that you can have on a student for their future goals. Uh, I have very similar experience with, with you because uh, when I started my own team back in Bulgaria, uh, I was competing actively. So like uh, first part of my let's say coaching career, I was pretty much like a competing coach. So and uh, you 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 find it very weird that you actually more worried when someone else from the team is fighting than yourself because I was more feeling when when I'm like stepping in, into the ring because most of my fights was in ring actually was playing pride rules at, at these days like back back there. Yeah. I was I was uh, I was confident like uh, I was like uh, okay I'm know what I'm doing and uh, you just give me water and like I would be fine and everything. 
<laughs> but when someone else is funny, I, I cannot sleep for a week, and uh, I, all, all these strategies comes, you know, like trying you know, to to fit everything into the training. Then the training, then like uh, you know, it's so so stressful. And it's when when you coach, you have to care about someone else. Like you kind of you're, you're less responsible for yourself. But when it comes to someone else, it's crazy. And um, because my wife was also like professional fighter, that was my nightmare. When she was fighting, I, I get so much emotional at that. I would rather have like five fights myself than her having one. I was so worried about everything. She was she was doing very very good, by the way. She has uh, her uh, win was statistic is way better than mine. But she never she never was actually in MMA, but I was so worried about every of her fights. And she was the first uh, uh, she was the first girl actually fighting in MMA in Bulgaria. Uh, yeah. She actually st- uh, started, you know, the the female back there. So we had very big like female team as well. We have like eight girls competing, and now one of our girls is uh, she's she's training now in another team, but uh, she's uh, she's probably the best uh, the best uh, professional girl fighting there. But the, it was it was so stressful in the beginning, and it was 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 crazy. So I know what you're talking about, and I I feel feel I know you what you feel it. I I, I went through it. It just it's just crazy. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, leading up to Seth's first tournament, um, I, I guess being a mother and a coach, it kind of hit me worse, but I couldn't eat. I felt sick. <laughs> I can only imagine. Tell me more about it. That, that, that's quite fun. And like, uh, it, it, it's not often, you know, like uh, for someone to be mother and a coach and a corner and uh, I guess everything else. Like, how, how did, how, how you you went with that like bring this into home and uh, to training and everywhere like while he was preparing for the tournament can you tell me more about that That, that's quite quite curious um yeah so with with my fights i sort of didn't at first i didn't really like the kids watching me compete because i wasn't sure how it would be received um so then when when we did start letting him come and he started watching my fights and he got he, he would talk about it more and more um sort of what his walkout song would be or what his fight name might be or <laughs> what his fighting style would be. And Okay, I'll stop with that. What yeah. what what's gonna be your fight name set? What what you're thinking about? I don't really know. <laughs> okay, not yet. Okay, you don't want to. That's fine. Sorry Amber, that was just, just curious, you know, like no, that's <laughs> the okay. one side. We um yeah. we can having a little joke with him because before the the Brisbane tournament on my fight page I uh, posted up this little clip of two frogs wrestling um, I saw that yeah and I mainly did that because Seth's named uh, nickname pet home nickname is uh, Seto frog so <laughs> <laughs> so we keep telling him he should be Seth the frog Thompson <laughs> <laughs> but um no that's one we'll let him choose uh but yeah no leading up to the tournament um I guess I was excited for him because I remember how I w- I felt with my tournaments and how exciting and new and invigorating it was but um just to be able to to put what we've been learning for years into practice was my biggest thing and so I was excited for him to be able to finally um, put his skills to use on, um, you know, people that aren't just in our gym because you get used to training with the same people over and over again that you learn their little things and they learn yeah. new and just it, it becomes a bit mediocre. Not to mention people. 
that aren't bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the like you know the chat the challenge is still there but it's not it, it's not the same kind of challenge so once he said he wanted to compete um yeah we were straight on it really excited for him we were a little bit concerned because he's a little bit on the light side that we might not get a, a match up but um kind of like that yeah it worked out really well i guess but yeah no, yeah, it'll happen more often, but but um, well, I think he, he didn't like it as much because you you have mum telling him what to do at home and then telling him what to do <laughs> in the gym as well. So yeah, no escape, full control. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. At least at least you can, you can never go wrong. Your mum is always controlling you. So. <laughs> And you have you have your your coach on your side twenty four seven I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. Uh, so Amber, what uh, we we spoke a bit about coaching. Uh, what would you say like uh, in in your gym in, in, from set perspective as well makes a difference uh, between uh, the other gyms or other systems? Like how you would generally describe the the, the way how how you do. It? In, in, in your gym and training as, as a system in aeromedic, speaking about from coaching perspective? Um, as in, sorry, uh, so you mean how a training session would run? Oh, pretty much how you, how you, uh, how you mix up your sessions, you know, how you, you put the, the MMA systems yourself in, in your gym and uh, no, pretty much what what would you say differs uh, your way of training MMA than than the rest? Let's say, just just in general. Yep. Um, so being a small country, like we're well, not a small country country gym, but we're a relatively small gym um, on the New South Wales Victorian border. So um, we can have anywhere from a, you know two students to a up to ten students in a class. Uh, it, it's a bit up and down as to what you're going to have so trying to set classes can be a little bit harder to do um, but we do have our regular students so when they're in we, we can pretty much flow on from um, what we've been learning as we go on um, yeah and it can we can have that split gym thing going so we can have people that have only had one or two classes and then we've got the people that have been coming for a number of years so in that case, we'd split them up. Um, the more advanced people uh, will go through what we're doing there. Um, we do have um, a, a, a little fight team coming together. We were supposed to have a couple more people join us for the Queensland tournament that just was, but unfortunately, you know, medical reasons and personal reasons and all of that sort of stuff come up. Um, so we've kind of got a continual fight training system going on with our more experienced people. And then we've got the people that come more just for um, just for a bit of self-confidence, fitness, uh, fitness uh, all of that sort of stuff. So we've, we've generally got two classes running at once. Yeah, so I'd see you're pretty much running a combined class and, you know, you split the groups when, when you have the numbers and... Yeah. Quite often it'll be like Paul will have some people drill and stuff and then we'll be rolling and sparring and working yeah. on fight training, yeah, your work. techniques and things. Yeah. We kind of 
and sometimes it's train ourselves sometimes i wouldn't say train ourselves you've got me i know but like <laughs> i think people forget especially my son that you know we'll, like pick something up for ourselves and then we'll draw ourselves yeah back. yeah yeah, like a wrestling or sparring match. Yeah, so generally we have the two-coach system. So Paul or myself will take the, the newer people and do our drills of our basic techniques and start bringing them together. And then the more advanced people will do your light sparring sessions or rolling sessions and uh, working on trying to achieve or defend one or two techniques during that time. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Uh, Seth, which uh, which qualities and skills of yours uh, you think like uh, made made you champion this time? And uh, uh, what what was the most important capability from 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 your own view? Like is to to make you a champion? Like um. What should I get good at to help me become? No, no. So or... we're saying, what was what particular skill set did you have in this tournament? Like, what what was your strongest skill set? Uh, um, definitely some sort of wrestling slash like jujitsu kind of just groundwork game. Really, it um being able to at least control them really well, really assisted in well controlling and not letting them reverse and have them go their way because i knew that as long as i if i had the control then if i could keep it then i'd be winning if i could get a submission that's even better but i knew that that's definitely where i'd want to be end up ended up you know by controlling them on the ground at least and seeing what goes on from there well, that's that's very wise strategy of yours because, uh, uh, as we talked before, like uh, in in these type of tournaments, it's very important to have a strategy to be able to win the match, and until the end, and if you have the chance to finish it, to apply it. But it's very important, you know, to control the match and and to to be winning in 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 every minute, every round. So that was a very wise strategy of yours. Yeah, he's got a very strong base. Um, but it can be hard to reverse him when he's on top of control. So um, we worked with that a lot leading up to it, um, just utilising that that base and his pressure, um, which he does really well. Uh, given his size and lankiness, he he um, he floats around people pretty well as well. So that was our biggest strategy going into these fights obviously in a tournament situation you can't really prepare for each and every fighter so you just have to work to your own strengths um and kind of adapt in the moment to what's going yeah. on and what their strengths are yeah it's kind of like learning while learning post fight and i guess uh another big strength of his is that he went into this just to have fun yeah I, um it would have also helped that I wasn't really pulled back by any nervous feelings. I was just excited and wanted to get in there and do it. Well, that's very important what you say because actually the the mindset of uh, getting into an accomplishment to have fun uh, quite often uh, happen to be successful because it it takes a lot of uh, uh, anxiety from you and uh, you just you just perform to your best and do 
and uh, kind of release your mind from this uh, negative sales talk that uh, many people have prior, you know, to to performing. So that that's very interesting that what you say because in sport psychology normally that's uh, that's the recommended rec recommended uh, a mindset uh, to to enter the competition with the, with the mindset of having fun and just to to perform. And that's that's quite often by sports science his his advice as being you know the successful uh, approach for your mindset before competition. So you you, you go you try it on the first time, my my friend, and uh, you did very well, I guess. I still haven't still haven't watched you watched the fights. I have all the official official fights now, and then they are, we'll be start reporting them very soon on the on the on the page. But yeah, you 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 hit the you hit the soft spot on the first time, I guess, with with all the technical and mental preparation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's if you're not enjoying it, the the extra pressure that gets put on you to to do well, it it's pointless. It's it's almost um, wasted energy. So. It was one of my biggest, um, and and I say it to all the boys, uh, well, sorry, and girls that come through our gym that often ask me, how do I prepare leading up to a, a fight or a competition? Don't and my biggest thing is to them is just to go with it. Go with the flow. Enjoy it. Don't don't go well on you with any, uh, any pressures that you're putting on yourself because it's only you that's doing it. It's not everybody else. And in an amateur, you know, you have to win and you have to lose because you learn from every experience. If you're just constantly winning, then as long as you try to go in, you're still learning, but you're away not from that negative Absolutely, yeah. And uh, the the beauty of these tournaments, uh, you you don't really have statistic kept. Uh, yeah, there, there's rank list and it will come out, but it's only based on uh, on your wins. So you, you just uh, you just put in a in a, in a numbered list according your wins and your your most recent one, but the thing is it took away your pressure and allows you know to perform your your mistakes while you're amateur before you actually turn into uh, into more ser serious company because uh, 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 looking from the from the aim of uh, IMF you know to turn the the sport into Olympic recognized sport, it's important the sport to be practiced massively. And the main problem with with our sport is uh, there is a very big gap between uh, training MMA and competing in MMA because it's dangerous, right? Yeah. yeah. It's if you compare it to the probably the most popular combat sport nowadays, which is uh, submission grappling on BJJ. Like the difference is that in in BJJ or grappling, you can step in competing, you can be world champion white belt, right? And uh, it because this pressure kind of uh, uh, competition pressure is kind of put away in in a grap in a grappling comps that's why the sport is so so popular is so massive so i think uh, uh the, the idea behind these tournaments is to provide to the you know to the to the community here a tournament where you can actually compete and uh, and practice your skill without there having like this uh, this pressure of whites music and everything it has place of course when you're ready to do that, but that's uh, like a like a proving proving ground for you to test your techniques, uh, your preparation, uh, to and to build a uh, to build a athlete from grassroots. Of course, like when you're good enough, when you enjoy it, when when you when you feel feel about it, yeah, of course, go to go to compete in, in the in the in this uh, more shiny environment when you have the music, you know, the the whites and everything. That that's part of the fun, of course. 
but what what lacks in the in the local uh, uh, local community for from my perspective compared to to the one that we have back in Eastern Europe is this this term that let you know to develop uh, your your skill to win because winning is a skill it's it's like uh, any other skill that you apply on the mat imposing your will against someone who has like different style or different approach it's a skill by itself so you have to win uh, you have to learn how to how to uh, how to develop this skill to practice it to 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 find your your gaps and everything like uh, how you fail and like why why it doesn't work this time or it works that time and uh, and it happens by these tournaments like that are low pressure tournaments for for that is themselves but it, it gives you gives you this experience that you can actually practice your your game your techniques even even to do your mistakes because on on amateur level you're doing mistakes and that's the point you know like it's and it, it it's okay it's okay to do your mistakes that that's how you learn yeah definitely yeah uh, sweet uh i think i think I, I didn't ask you, Seth, uh, do you have favorite technique? Um, Something you, you're looking for, you just like to do, or like... Uh... Well, whenever I'm grappling around the gym, I always seem to at least somewhat end up in a rear naked. So I, that's, I suppose that's one of my favorites, because it's just where I end up half the time. Okay, yeah, cool. Good. Well, it's but, it's it's the the higher percentage submission in the sport, so I guess it's 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 a good good favorite technique as well. Yeah. But um, usually I just enjoy whatever I get end up in. <laughs> yes, and that's pretty fun. Sweet, uh, guys. I want to ask you, you know, from both of yours perspective, because you also traveled, you know, to come to to this uh, to this competition, uh. Which part of the competition you liked, which you didn't? Uh, what would be your suggestions to make this one better? Well, I I, I would appreciate like also like a bit to, to go a bit critical, you know, to say which which part of, of what we did uh, you enjoyed and which you didn't, because that that's gonna just help us, you know, to make it better for for you guys next time. Well, I quite enjoyed most of it, and not knowing what other competitions can feel like. It's hard to compare, I suppose. So, I'm not really sure if there's much that I disliked about it, really. Because yeah. it all seemed pretty good to me. Yeah, no, I was pretty pretty alright with it all. Um, when it came to hand wrapping, um, Seth had only sort of just got his hands wrapped and we only sort of got about five minutes on the mats before he ended up competing because everybody else jumped in in front. So, like, the, the guys fighting later on in the day were getting wrapped before him. So that, that would probably be my only... If there was to be a, a wrapping station like that again to make sure it's flowing with the earlier fighters first. Um, I suppose a scheduled lineup for it. Uh, yeah, I'll take note for note for that. And uh, next time, what we're gonna do is uh, just just to put a list uh, with the competitors, and uh, you guys get trapped in order, just just to avoid that. What 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 we had because yeah, that that was that uh, apparently was a bit messy. Yeah, otherwise it wasn't too bad. The the mat setup was really good, like where we could all go in and have a warm up and train. Uh, I quite liked that. Um, 
it was a bit strange being on the mats for the first time. We weren't sort of sure as coaches where where, where to sit or what, but um, that I guess that's more on our part. It wasn't uh, a bad thing, just a new thing. Um, but no, like for for a uh, a little tournament, I thought it was done really really well. Uh, are you guys looking forward to, to the one that is coming up in Sydney on the 30th of uh, November? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, um, halfway through signed up for that one. Haven't put the the payment through for well, it yet. But yeah, I think he's just waiting to roughly see if he's going to get um, a potential match up mm -hmm. there. Either at least what we had before or... But we, yeah, we are also looking at potentially bringing another three, possibly three people up in the team as well, so. Well, uh, you was in one bracket with one of my students. Uh, he was on, on the previous, uh, he from from your uh, semi-final opponent. But yeah. we're definitely coming, so uh, rest okay. assured, you, 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 have, you have people in your bracket. He's saying he's. Let, let's hope let's hope this this storm the, the next storm will be a bit more populated so we'll have like more you know uh, yeah. more people and uh, you know uh, we wouldn't we will have to do a bit of merging of brackets on this one I was yeah. I was more, more more keen to be honest you know to, to give away way way more medals that I did but yeah. you know it's just uh, at, at the end it happened that uh, we have to do some merging you know to to make sure that at least everyone who was uh, who, who was reasonably, you know, like uh, close to to a division to get a matchup, you know, there was some some pullouts in the end as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, we 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 had also some some guys who uh, who who signed up, paid, and didn't show on the tournament date, which was very strange. I never seen that before. Yeah, that's, that's very odd. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they caused quite quite a bit of mess because uh, I, I thought okay they might be just waiting you know for like on grappling comp just to show up just before they fight because they're already in uh, in uh, in in weight and everything but they never yeah. showed up and then then the tournament started and uh, you know there was these uh, empty matches and they was like I don't know they never show up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah it co caused a bit, a bit of havoc there and I uh, I also had like three guys competing and like uh, people start asking me where are these guys and I don't I don't know <laughs> just yeah they never yeah. showed up so that was a bit of mess. Uh, so probably yeah, that that's that's on me as well. I took note about that. So like uh, next time we have like uh, if you don't show until a certain hour, you just you just saw off the count and and that's yeah. it. You know. That's it, what I, kind of surprised me because before my second fight, there was meant to be a fight, and then it kind of got jumped ahead of because one yeah. person wasn't there. I'm like, whoa. I think too, it's hard unless some people are getting um, direct communication through emails or something, um, Facebook page, like doing them over Facebook page. Sometimes it can get missed because Facebook is quite ridiculous at not notifying people these days. Um, so even if it's just kind of that miscommunication between them not showing up, not realising... Some people are lazy and don't go researching for information. So some people just well, it was was strange because they they paid. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I was like, uh, I would say, okay, like probably these guys are gonna just show in the last moment because probably they don't need to cut weight or they just just gonna show up and fall for their time and but they yeah. never never did, you know. And then like 
it, it caused uh, quite a bit of mess, you know, the, uh, there was uh, at least two matches, you know, one of uh, the companies come prepared waiting for opponent and there's none. <laughs> yeah. The guy yeah. the guy is not there, you know, he never, never showed up. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah we, 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 we'll look over this, you know, try to avoid such such mess, but on tournament it's, it's always a mess. Whatever you do, you can never never foresee you know, all the strange things that happen, so that, that's part of it, I guess, but, you know, we'll try yeah. to minimize those stuff. Um, is the New South Wales one also on a map? Yes. Uh, for youngsters, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, we're trying to make an arrangement for for the adults. Uh, the thing is, in New South Wales, there's regulation that doesn't allow uh, head strikes to be yeah. performed mats, which is a bit of a problem for the rule set. So uh, we're working uh, with with the work organizer, you know, to to see if we can uh, probably pull like the young, young youngsters competition one day, and eventually, you know, to move in the in the UFC gym where we can do it in the cage for the adults. But that's very preliminary talks that I'm, I'm telling you now, guys. So we're just trying, you know, to to arrange it. But it's as everything else is, you know, it's it's very messy. I'm still, you know. I'm still recovering from uh, from from the this this pump. Yeah, I, I had a small small surgery this week as well, which which caused me like uh, another mess in you know in in, in my in my schedule. But uh, yeah. we 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 on it, and uh, you guys you you know early enough. But for for outs, definitely is going to be on mass because we want to to impose this uh, this safe way to for tournaments at least yeah. for outs. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we're working for solution for the adults. Uh, probably is gonna gonna be in cage, but uh, for the moment being, it's just preliminary talks, and then I have nothing nothing secured. So that's just you no know, giving you insight, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's alright. Uh, any other next challenges for you guys except the Sydney comp, obviously? Um, I'm possibly looking at um coming up to Brisbane, Brisbane Gold Coast again for the Australian Open. Um, I've won that the last two years in a row, so I'm looking to come back and defend that one. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, sorry, the the Oceania Open, yeah. Oceania, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. that, that's going to be a huge comp, you know. There will be, like, national teams from, uh, from the other countries other countries as well so that's going to be very interesting because so we're all looking forward to it uh yeah. are you are you amber yourself going to compete in new south Wales? are you looking forward to it you know just to make another another match before that um no after having a situation on my first loss where i was also corner to one of our fighters um in a fight earlier that night didn't go so well so i've kind of learned to not fight on the same cards or tournaments that I potentially am cornering on as well. Um, my adrenaline dump isn't a very nice experience in that situation. So I've learned myself that I can't do both at once. Um, so I'm stepping back to let the boys have some fun with it and then, yeah, go from there. Well, you you're way wiser than me. I did this couple of times. Every time I swear that I'm not gonna do it again, and I, I did a couple of times back back in the day. So you're wiser, you know, and and I, I highly highly admire that you have this control because I was always battling between 
my you know love of going to battle and like being a coach and uh, i guess like while, while being younger you know you kind of like ah, i'm gonna be fine and it's always after this you sorry for your wife that you did that and you do it again but yeah <laughs> No, well, the way I see it too, um, I, I'm 35 in December, so my my MMA career, uh, like I'm not looking to get into professional fighting and things like that. So I do it just because I purely enjoy it. Um, I love the competition side of it because it gives me a chance to um, put into action things that I've learned and uh, it proves to me that I can do it on a... Um, on a more intense scale. Um, so I think in those situations, I'd prefer to give my time in helping to teach and support the, the younger uh, generations coming up through the gym uh, to, you know, have the same experiences and for them to pursue their dreams and have somebody there that's going to um, support them and be there for them. So... That's that's very beautiful message that you said. It's, uh, you know, like there was two part of it, uh, the, and I, I really like the the first part that you actually said said like, what is the main goal of uh, IMF is to provide you no know, chance for everyone to experience MMA on on their own level, yeah. and 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 that's very important for for people to understand. That MMA is not for you know like uh, only for the superstars. MMA could could be fun for everyone. It's, it's, it's great fun to train, great fun to compete. Uh, a sport that never gets boring, and if if it's done in in a, in a clever way, it's it's actually quite safe compared to to some both sports, let's say. So yeah. that that's that's very very important what you said, and uh, I want to underline it. And then you know, like of of course, you know, like uh, the 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 next next part of it is. As you said, you know the chances of, of development that, uh, that the young uh, young athletes have, and uh, or just just because you never know if they're going to be athletes or world champions, or they're just going to enjoy the sport. But there's place for everyone in 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 IMF, and that's the beauty of it. And of course, you know the ones who are talented, who get into the national team, again to to the world stage to compete, might turn professionals or whatever. That's awesome, but also like you might decide never to turn professional. That's awesome as well. You can compete mm. as amateur as much as you can, as much as you want. Have fun practicing your sport, uh, trying your technique, getting better. You don't need to turn professional if you don't want to. Yeah. And exactly. to to be honest, until you become, let's say, not world champion, but uh, world champion medalist, I don't think you have a reason to turn pro. Honestly, yeah. because yeah. Th there's not so much money in the sport for no. everyone, right? No. So if you're good, of course, go make money out of it. But if you're not that good, you're able, you know, to, to reach a world tournament uh, medal. What's the point? You won't get rich from that. No. Like, I, I would rather, like, if, if I was competing now, and if I could advise, you know, my students or like anyone who listens to that, like stay amateur as, as long as you can, as bad as you can, because you'll be healthier as possible in the moment you turn pro. And the moment you turn pro, as healthy you are, that determines how successful your career career will be. Yeah. Because healthy you are and you get into a big tournament, 
then you have a bigger chance to excel and then to become become champion. Five of the the last year world champions now maybe they sign up with UFC. What's better than that? Straight yeah. from uh, you no know, from being amateur going game into to the biggest tournament in the world. You're well paid. Uh, you're healthy. You're still young. You have a lot of years, you know, to progress. You have great chance end up being champion in UFC. That that yeah. that's absolutely awesome pathway for for the sport. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I, I um, I've met uh, a few people through the IMF that have gone on to be professionals, and they are the most amazing fighters to watch. Um, and some of the the nicest people you'll ever met. Um, so Joey out of Kimikai sort of just had. Oh, Joey's awesome. Joey's yeah. super good. Oh, fantastic guy. But just to sit there and listen to his experience, it's not just in MMA, but other other forms of martial arts as well. Um, and I don't think people realize what goes into being a champion. Um, and yeah, like you sit down and listen to their stories and the competitions they've been in. Uh, and then you've got the the person that comes in and he's had five small town fights and he's ready to go pro. I'm sorry, but you're not going to get very far, I don't believe. <laughs> or at and, least you have a very hard pathway until he achieves something significant. Exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, uh, maybe now now it's the now it's the good point, you know, to uh, give the give your contacts, your your probably your Instagrams to people who want to follow you, and uh, uh, some kind of contacts of uh, Facebook page or Instagram for for the team you train. If you people are like, passing by, travel by, want to want to drop on drop off, uh, say hi, trade train a bit, know where you are, and, you know, just to show you on the map. Yeah. Um. So our um, our gym has a Facebook page called Evolve Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, they also have an Instagram page under the same name. So Paul puts up um, a little bit of information and some training videos and stuff through there. Uh, you could follow myself on Amber Thompson MMA on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we haven't yet got anything set up for Seth. Um, so mainly those couple of pages if you want to jump on and follow. I tend to post a lot of Seth's stuff through my fight pages as well so if you want to follow him you can check that out i would appreciate if you send the links for that just not to mess up and i'll put them in the description of this episode so people can find you and i also get we're gonna get hooked so i can i can follow you guys and uh, when you when you do an, another achievement to to have a chat again eventually yep, yep. sounds good and uh, I'll start with said this time. Uh, normally, my final question is, uh, what is worth fighting for, from your perspective, Seth? Sir, what is worth fighting for? Um, in terms of... Just what is worth fighting for, to you. Legit. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> he's 16. That's, that's a good reason. He's only 16. He's got a life to live. <laughs> uh, cool. How about you, Amber? Um, for me, I think what's worth fighting for is just your confidence in yourself. Um, everybody will always have something to say, but if you, if you can be truly happy in yourself, 
health and your own decisions then uh, fight for that every day. I was going to say just being happy with yourself. Yeah. And accepting who you are. Exactly. Do you have a message? Is one of the worst things ever. Self what? <laughs> self doubt. Oh, self doubt. <laughs> Probably bring you down a lot more than other people doubting you. Yeah, that's a beautiful message, guys. Yeah. Uh, do you want to add anything else to this one? Um, I just, you know, thanks to IMAF and IMAF for all the amazing opportunities for amateur. Um, competition especially for the young guys um, as a mum I was a little bit hesitant for Seth to begin competing but then you know IMAF sort of growing its um, its junior competition more and more um, I've been more um, secure you know happier to let him compete and I, I just think it's an amazing pathway for amateurs so yeah, like thanks to them for creating the opportunities. Seth, you want to thank for someone who helped you, except obviously your mum, who is uh, <laughs> <laughs> all over it. I mean, going on the same note as mum. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, one of the people I train with, every single time he comes, we're always helping each other out and working on each other's strengths and helping each other grow in that strength. But at the same time, if it wasn't for IMF's ruling, I wouldn't have been in a competition unless somehow someone else came up with a similar rule set. But so far, this has been the only one to pop up. Thank so, you, guys. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, it, it, it's quite hard when, when we don't see each other. And, like, I, I cannot see expressions, so it's, kind of, it's a bit hard, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you finish talking and just interrupting. Sorry You're for that. You're just rambling. <laughs> uh, that's right. Thank, thanks so much for your time, guys. Uh, I'm going to try to put this one uh, together, like, uh, as soon as possible. Probably today or tomorrow it's going to be out. Uh, so... Just not to forget, you know, to, to give me those links and please send me send me a picture of you guys, you guys together in uh, training mine, wherever, wherever you want, just put it as a cover on the, on the episode. Thanks so much and wish you all the best and see you guys in Sydney. Definitely will. Thank you very much, sir. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pfizer podcast. Subscribe in your podcast app to receive the next episode where I talk with IMFA Queensland Open Youngsters Whiteweight Champion under 70.3 kilos, Jake Trayvold and his coach Joe Lopez from Australian Combat Sports Academy.